This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and indeed.com. Another week, another episode of the A-List podcast. I'm Claudia Lunas, joined by HR Blakely, Gary Washburn. Hello, friends. I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> How are you doing, Kwani? It's been a minute. I'm doing well. Uh, it, it's been a whole week. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's been a minute. I mean, we got you in a club. We got Gary Washburn, a.k.a. Run DMC 2.0 over here. Okay. Yeah, for those that are physically watching, I am actually in a club right now because the podcast never stops because there's always something to talk about when we're talking about these Celtics. And of course, right now, the big topic, Jalen Brown reportedly being offered up by the Boston Celtics for the big name Kevin Durant. What were your reactions when you saw that report from Shams and Walsh, even though there are other conflicting reports that that was an older deal and it might not be as legit as people are complaining about on Twitter? I'm going <laughs> to let Gary, Gary, you jump in on this one first. You, you jump in. I just don't think anybody should be surprised at this point. I think the Celtics have done their due diligence, called the Nets about Kevin Durant, as all the other 29 teams have. And I'm sure... I don't think Brad Stevens was dangling Jalen Brown and saying, hey, we got Jalen for you. I think that the Nets probably brought up Jalen Brown, and that's where a, a potential discussion started. And I'm sure they've asked, well, what would it take besides Jalen? And that's probably the sticking point here. And I'm not saying they're willing to trade Jalen. They're going to dangle Jalen or Jalen's on the block. But it's his Kevin Durant here. Why wouldn't the Celtics make a phone call to figure it out? Um, and it's their decision whether to make a deal. Players are meant to be traded. I mean, every player in the history of the league almost has been traded before. Anthony Davis, we can go back to Kareem, got traded. Everybody's been traded. Like, this whole thing of these dudes getting offended by being uh, on trade talks, and I'm not saying Jalen is, but I think that's overblown. I think he's probably like, wow, I'm just chilling in August. It's almost August, and I'm still, my name is still out there, you know, but to me, I think it's it's not anything close to happening, but I think that that's what the Nets started with. Well, we're going to need Jalen first, and then we'll see what else we want on your roster. Now, did the Celtics say absolutely not? No, I think they'll probably say, well, let's see what happens. Maybe their price lowers. Maybe the Nets get desperate once training camp begins. Maybe Kevin Durant says, I ain't playing a game for y'all suckers. Like, y'all can trade me, or I'm going to be a disgruntled cat. Like, who knows what happens? Because right now, in late July, there's nothing to be urgent about. You don't need to make the deal. Kevin Durant's the, the season doesn't start for almost another three months. So why is any side in a hurry? Except if Kevin Durant is telling them, trade me as soon as you can, because once training camp begins, I'm not reporting. The, the thing about this this whole situation is, is that we, we have to remember a, a couple of things. First and foremost, from the Celtics side of things, Brad Stevens has been pretty deliberate about the way he goes about handling this business. If he wants to get a deal done, if he wants a player, he's going to be like, look, this is the guy we want. This is what we'll put on the table. Let's get this deal done right now. He's not all about that player marination. 
letting players marinate out there in, in this sea of, of indecisiveness and, and, and Twitter rumors and, and, and all that stuff. He's not about that life. He is about getting the deal done right now, which is a little bit different than, than Danny Ainge. Now, the one thing him and Danny Ainge, and as Gary pointed out to every other GM in the NBA has in common, is that when a player of Kevin Durant's stature openly becomes available to be traded for, you damn right you're going to pick up the phone and find out what, what that other team wants. Because Kevin Durant, is, he is one of those once-in-a-lifetime type talents. When he's done playing and you start talking about the top 10, 15 greatest players to ever play in the NBA, he is going to be in that conversation. He's that good. He's that transcendent a player in this league. And he deserves that those flowers when the time comes. But if you're the Boston Celtics... The way that you've gone about putting your team together, the way you've gone about constructing this thing, Kevin Durant would be a very desperate move for a franchise that has shown no signs of being desperate. I mean, think about this. Your pillars are both 25 and under, already been to the finals, have been to three conference finals. And when you start looking around the landscape of the NBA, ain't nobody had the kind of success that those cats have had this early in their, in their careers and have been again, the forefront of your, your team going forward. So to me, if you're Celtics, it, it makes absolutely perfect sense to check in and see what his value is, but it does not make a lot of sense to put anything of value on the table. And the deal that, that we've heard about that the Celtics offered that was rejected, which would have been Jalen, uh, Derek white and, and a first round pick. I honestly think if Brooklyn comes back to them, they might not even get that. Celtics might not be even willing to give them that because if they came back later, the Celtics aren't going to increase their offer by no means because there's no incentive to because the team they got right now can compete for a championship. And Kevin Durant, he might help you, maybe, but that's a lot. There's a lot of question marks about whether or not Kevin Durant can come in and significantly bolster make your team better than it already is now. If this now, if we had this conversation maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago, different conversation. I'm going to go chips all in on Kevin Durant because at that point, Jalen Brown had not had the type of resume to where you could stack it up to a guy like Kevin Durant and look at the age and say, yep, Durant has done more. But what about going forward? How much more How much more can we expect in this head-to-head matchup going forward? And you just look back at you know what happened in the first round of the playoffs where Brooklyn got swept. Jalen Brown more than held his own against Kevin Durant for the first three games. Now, the last game... Durant went off. Durant was giving everybody buckets, everybody. But the first three games, Jalen more than held his own. I think Durant shot maybe 33%, 40%, something like that from the field when Jalen was guarding him. Averaged five points against Jalen throughout, you know, throughout that that series. And and this is the guy that dropped 26 a game in that series. So Jalen in the head-to-head matchup has, has, has clearly shown that he's closed that gap some. And when you look at where Kevin Durant is in terms of age, you look at where, where, um, you know, Brown is in terms of age, it's it's hard to think about giving up significant assets for Kevin Durant that it would include Jalen Brown. So with that being said, do you think they're playing with fire for the one for the fact that that report was even able to leak? That feels like tricky business. As you both saw, Jalen Brown tweeted, shaking my head. And of course, the all the radio heads are over exaggerating what that means, but he sees the reports just the same way that we do. And now that could mean trouble in paradise. Well, the, the thing that the Celtics have to be very concerned about is that you, you don't, 
create a situation where the minute he gets a chance to bolt, he's going to. I don't think that's necessarily the case here. I, I think the, the shake my head isn't like, I can't believe the Celtics are actually putting me in rumors with Kevin Durant. Think about that for a second. There's the possibility that you might be traded for one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Now, I don't know. I, I, there's, I can understand why you might be a little bit offended, but Jalen, I, I think we all agree, is a really smart guy. And I think Jalen's smart enough to realize that the only people that you should ever even contemplate being in, in thought of in terms of trade talks are the Kevin Durant's of the Kawhi Leonard's, the elite players in the NBA. Those are the games. Those are the players that when you hear your name brought in rooms, it's like, that's some respect. They're not, that's not, that's not them move. That's major respect. Now, I'm not going to get into any specific player names, but there are some guys that if you were to say, let's trade Jalen for that dude, it's like, I don't know about that. Like, for example, I'll just give you another Jalen. We'll just stick with Jalen's. Jalen Brunson, good player. I love him. But if you talk about making a trade for him, hell no. Not even trying to hear that. There's a lot of guys in the league. I would say there's, I would say 80, 85%, maybe 90% of the league consists of guys that you would not seriously think about trading Jalen Brown for. And Kevin Durant is just part of that, that talented 10%. I, if I'm Jalen, I'm not upset. I mean, I'm going to keep doing my underwater workouts and get my get myself ready for the season. That's all I'm going to be about now. If anything, I'm going to use this as added motivation and incentive to shut up anyone who thinks this is a good good idea. That's how, And I think that's what Jalen will probably do. Another perspective, though, is I don't think enough people have mentioned this. If that trade were to hypothetically go through, I think one of the biggest things that we've seen in Boston is that Jalen constantly gets compared to Jason Tatum. And it's like, who can be the star on his team? And I guess the silver lining for Jalen would be the fact that if he were to go to Brooklyn, he could potentially be that star and be that go-to guy. I know Ben Simmons is there, but I'm not really seeing him as a star. But I think Jalen's talent, and he's proven to have the track record of being that guy, he could potentially get that opportunity in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I mean, I think it's like, I think there's no question that Jalen would love to be a, a you know a, a one player along, and I think with 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 Jason that's possible. I think we saw in the finals until he proved differently that Jason does need some help. Jason is not going. He ain't LeBron 07. He ain't LeBron thirteen. He ain't LeBron sixteen. Where he's put, hey fellas, you know, let me carry you to the finals championship. I'm gonna carry this team. If Jason had been even average in the finals, the Celtics would have likely gone to at least seven games with the Warriors, right? And they would have had a winner-take-all game seven in San Francisco. If Jason was even like 60, 70% of what his capabilities were instead of maybe 30 or 40 at times in the finals. Jalen was the best player on the Celtics in the finals. I think we all know that everybody else had their moments. Jalen was the one balling. So I think Jalen understands that. But here's the thing, too. Jalen also wants to win championships. Jalen also wants to, to, I think he likes Boston. Um, I think he likes the, the, what he's, uh, you know, the, the fact that the Celtics took a chance on him in the, in the draft, the fact he got a nice extension from the Celtics. I think, you know, his, his heart is in Boston. I don't think it's one of those like, well, y'all going to put me on the block, get me out of here. Now, uh, what does Brooklyn have to offer? I'm sure they can say hey, a primary role, a chance to be in New York, all that good stuff. But the, the Nets haven't won nothing like this since they moved to Brooklyn, since they were they haven't been to the finals since they were in New Jersey in 2003. So like 
is is there gonna are they gonna promise Jalen? Now, if the Nets said, hey, and we're gonna max you in two years, then we're talking like, okay, Jalen maybe maybe thinks about it. But to me, I think that he's good with his role in Boston. I think he knows just like Jason does, he has to hit the lab, work on his ball handling, work on his free throw shooting, work on those little things that make him an elite player. And then he can take a step toward being a perennial all-star and him and Jason can really lead the team back to the finals because if both of them do what they're supposed to do this summer, you know, not vacationing and white parties with Draymond and all that, you know, Jalen doing his water thing, his Bruce Lee thing, which is great. That's encouraging. I want to see some Jason work. I want to see some video from Jason doing something like crazy uh, athletic, you know, in terms of working out, doing something, running hills, Rocky Four. I want to see Jason doing something besides it out. You know, it's great, but I, I think people want to see, okay, folks, this is what I'm working on. If both of them just improve slightly from this year, with the additions they made, they can get back to the finals. So if you're the Celtics, you really, really have to think about this. To me, the Durant deal has to put you over the top. Does the Durant deal, if they give up Jalen and probably another significant player, I don't think Derek White, I don't think the Nets are like, oh, give us Derek White. They're going to say, we want Marcus, right? We want Marcus. And they, they probably say, hey, throw Peyton Pritchard in there. He's a good little young guy that, that throw somebody young in there. And, and so are you willing to part with that? Does that make you a championship team with two primary scores? But do you slip defensively? Do you, does Kevin Durant play in 70 of the 82? Like all that you have to ask if you're Brad Stevens. Well, we've talked about how the Celtics need to figure out who the next man up will be and how they're going to figure out their roster for next season. But I actually think our sponsor would work well for the Brooklyn Nets as well because they're trying to figure out how to get their business rolling. And no one has the proper tools for your business like Indeed. So Brooklyn Nets, if you're listening, you Indeed well is done, the iron. You know, I love, Gary hates the transitions, but I've embraced them because Instead of spending hours on multiple job postings and scrolling through candidates, Indeed is your one-stop shop for all your candidate needs. You can basically go online, put in what you're looking for, and they attract and find the best people for your job. And Indeed just makes it easier to hire. It takes about 10 minutes or less for most small business owners to post a job, according to Indeed data. So all you have to do, you can start hiring right now, right now with $75 off with our code, Indeed.com slash A-list. And all you have to do is go on the website, A-list, Indeed.com slash A-list. You'll get that $75 credit towards your first job posting. And then you'll be able to find your next Kevin Durant. <laughs> so <laughs> Gary well is done, not honey. happy with me at all. But okay, let's play hypothetical because that's what we love to do in the world of sports and basketball. What would a Kevin Durant Jason Tatum tandem look like? Or should we even talk about that? Do we want to talk about that? Well, it looked pretty damn special at times to have two guys that on any given night, no one on your team can stop. No one on your team can guard. Uh, it puts defenses in a very tight pickle because you've got to 
give significant attention to them in a way that you don't have to do most teams. But my concern isn't so much about just the scoring and the stats. My concern has a little bit more to do with just Jason Tatum's overall growth. We have seen him exponentially grow into the role of being that dude, being the man. And yes, as Gary pointed out, he did not have a good NBA finals. There's no, there's no getting around that. I uh, had, I think more games that weren't great than games that he did great, but I worry about his growth, not necessarily leveling off, but not progressing the way it should when you have a guy like Kevin Durant around. We saw how Tatum was when he was around Kyrie. We saw with Gordon. We've seen him with other superstar players early on in his career where he seemed to be a little bit hesitant or reluctant to be that dude. In the last couple of years, he's been that guy. Will he continue to be that guy? Or will he revert back to the Jason Tatum we knew when he played with another top-tier, unquestioned superstar? That's my biggest concern about that pairing. Um, but considering what it would likely cost the Celtics in order to make that happen, I'm not comfortable with that pairing because I just don't think that they will be as strong both in terms of depth, in terms of talent, and in terms of mental toughness when you take away some of the pieces that I know Brooklyn would absolutely have to have in order to get this deal done. Yeah. I mean, I think of how many tandems have you seen that one guy is 34 and the other is 24. Like that's a, a thing that also be a, a bit concerning. I was told by an executive long ago that you don't want to pair up an aging player with a, with a young player like that and make them your, your dynamic deal. Now it can happen. You know, we've seen, let's say for your old schoolers in a sense, Duncan and Robinson, right where they were about, you know, eight or nine years apart. But it was obvious, like, Duncan was emerging and Robinson was on his way down, but they both combined together to combine for some championships, right? But David did take a step back because it was like, you know, he was already, like, in his ninth or tenth year and after coming up from the Navy, and then here comes a young Tim Duncan. So it can be possible, but can they play together if they play, they play essentially the same position, but we, this is a positionless game now. Who are each player going to guard? Who's going to do the dirty work? Which one of them is going to rebound? Like, and I'm not downing Durant. I think Durant's a marvelous player. I think it would work out. Like, I think, no question, they would make it work because they're two basketball savants, dudes who love the game. They would make it work. But when you think about Kevin Durant, you also got to think about, one, like, when how do you make him happy remember like he was he he was the man in oklahoma city then he decided i want out okay i won't play with russ no more so he goes to golden state everything's going well there they're winning championships he gets hurt he gets into it with draymond nope i want my own team i'm gonna go to brooklyn side on the scene because my boy Kyrie is there now three years later i want out of brooklyn even after signing a four-year extension so how do you know that Kevin's going to be there for the entire four years? He's not going to ask out again. You have to ask yourself that as the, as the Celtics, if you're thinking about this deal, what would make it, what makes Kevin happy? Like, I think Kevin's a dude that we've known to gotten to know over the years as a brilliant player, but a dude who just doesn't seem very happy off the floor in terms of like, he's trolling on social media. Anybody says something negative. He was just responding. He's not been good. I covered Kevin. As a, as a rookie with the Seattle Supersonics way back then when uh, Sherrod was on the Pistons and, you know, 
Kevin was a very, just a, a great kid, you know, raised well, a wonderful young man. Um, thank you, Sharad, for taking that. I feel like I there was a young person joke in there, but I didn't even okay. mention Kwani. <laughs> I know, I that's the point. Was. I didn't even mention that Kwani was like in high school. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's the point. I didn't, say, I didn't even mention Kwani was like in the 10th grade. <laughs> anyway, um, so, and he was, he couldn't have been a nicer kid to cover. Like he was just a nice kid. He just wanted to hoop. He was 19. I was around him all the time. I mean, it was a fun to cover him. And you knew that he was going to be a superstar, even though literally he was a 186 pounds soaking wet um, or whatever at 6'11". And he was playing a shooting guard. But obviously he's, he's hardened over the years, personality wise. You know, he's hardened. He just, he just doesn't seem to, to enjoy things outside of basketball as much as you'd like him to. So who's to say that, that one day he's not going to go up and say, I want out? Or we didn't win a championship our first year. I don't like what's going on here. Like, you just don't know. Deal with the person, to me, who's one rising, Jalen Brown. You know that Jalen's not going to stop working. You know he wants to be great. You know he's a dog. You don't trade dogs in this league. You just don't. You know, Jalen, remember, he couldn't, came into, the, came into the league, couldn't shoot, right? Worked on his mid-range, worked on his three-point shot, worked on his handle. His handle's gotten a little bit worse, so I'm sure he's working on it this summer. Worked on his free throw shoot. Like, he's got weaknesses, but this is a dude who's 25. He'll be 26 on opening, you know, near opening night. Like, he is entering his prime. Like, I don't know if you move away because I think he makes you pay if you do. I think, okay, okay, I got you. I, I, I see, I see y'all. I see y'all the guard when I come back here. See, I don't drop 45 on your ass. Like, I think Jalen is one of the guys that the Celtics might regret. Now, if you win a championship out of it at the first year, okay. But you best believe, you best know when you make this trade, you are a much better team than you are now. So that being said, you kind of answered this, but I imagine you wouldn't be willing to throw Marcus Smart into a trade for Kevin Durant as well. Obviously, that'd be a package. Oh, hell change, no. But... <laughs> hell no. Because if you were to do something like that, you just Danny Ainge yourself if you do that. Because Danny Ainge, when you look at the deals that he's made with Brooklyn, I can't remember the last one where he didn't hoodwink, bamboozle, and lead them astray. He does it every time. He either gets the best player or he gets the best draft picks, which lead to the best players. So including Marcus Smart, to your point, Kwani, that will come back to bite you because you better believe Marcus Smart's best games of the season in which you trade him will be when he plays you. He will drop 25, have like six, seven steals, have a plus minus of like plus 25, and he'll just leave you thinking like, damn, we traded him for what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think with Brogdon present, it, it's easier to trade Marcus. I'm not saying trade Marcus. I think it's a little easier now that you've got Brogdon for a couple of more years on his deal, and it all depends. And and you would you know clear some playing time, and you just make that means you have enough belief in Brogdon where it's like, okay, Malcolm, you're our guy at the one at the one position. Okay, um, you know. To me, I'm 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 just more about trading Jalen. 
I think Marcus, you can trade Marcus. I don't think it's true. You should trade him if you don't have to, but I definitely don't think if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm taking Derek White. I just, after the season he put in with the Celtics at 17 million a year, like I'm like, no, 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 you got to give us Marcus. We ain't taking Derek White. That's real. Thank you, but no thank you. I think in a sense, Derek White has to be more better and more consistent. I think it's NBA finals after that game one, he disappeared. So I'm not, if I'm Brooklyn, no, I'm not doing that. And so you have to look at the Celtics assets. Who else do they have to offer to in trade besides Jalen? Peyton Pritchard, you traded Aaron, you traded half your bench to get Broadman. Aaron Neesmith, you moved him. So you can't even say, well, he's a guy, he was a prospect that didn't quite work out here, but hey, maybe he'll do it in Brooklyn with a new new environment. They did that, they pulled that on Indiana. Um, so Pritchard, Robert Williams, or they already got Nick Claxton. So and they already just re-signed Nick Claxton. So you're not getting both of those guys. You ain't Williams is pretty much untouchable. So who else do you have to offer? That's the thing about well, some of all these assets they can trade. Jalen and kind of somebody like let's not get carried away with all the assets. They have draft picks, but they don't have a loaded roster to trade with dis- disposable vet- good veteran players to trade Brooklyn. Like Derek White, nah, I don't know. I don't think so. You ain't trading Robert Williams, especially when they already have a big that they like. So who you talking about besides Jalen? Marcus. I mean, that, that's the most feasible deal if I'm Brooklyn, I'm asking the Celtics for it. That's why I want to say, oh, the Celtics have the most assets to offer. They have the best probably player to offer. But I don't know about the most assets in terms of players. I think it's safe to say that you're saying that Brad Stevens should bet on Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Tatum to return next season and be the team that they're looking for. And our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including right now is MLB season. So I don't know if you want to put money on the Sox, but really any other MLB team, feel free to play your heart out and put your money on the line. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So you can just head over to their website, use your mobile device, and go to betonline.ag. You're going to use that promo code CLNS50 for that 50% welcome bonus. That's CLNS50. Bet Online, where the games start. We love playing games on this podcast. So, of course, we have to close out, close out with some games from around the league. Gary is still cracking up at my promo read, but it's okay. So we're going to go around the NBA. We're going to start with fact or fiction. And this question, fact or fiction, you answer it. Donovan Mitchell will be a New York Knick by opening night. Fact or fiction? I'm going to go with fact. I'm going to go with fact because Danny Ainge is motivated to move Donovan Mitchell. Danny Ainge is looking for his uh, another team to hoodwink, hoodwink boop, bamboozle and lead astray. And if you go and look at the fact that the New York Knicks have had like the worst record in the NBA over the past decade, um, they look like a pretty right partner to get a deal done with. Now, it, will it be tricky? Absolutely. Will a third team be involved? Most likely. But I do think that Utah will find a way to scorch the earth in, on that franchise, get rid of Donovan Mitchell, get a bunch of draft picks and just basically 
we'll have a draft where it's pretty much Oklahoma City and the Utah Jazz picking every player. Because they're because they're gonna have all the damn all the damn monopoly pieces between now and in the next five years. Uh, so I think I think they will get it done. I think the Knicks will find a way to make that happen, and Danny will get, a, get another treasure trove of draft picks. Yeah, I'd say true. I'd say the Knicks have done a job, a good job in the last month acquiring draft picks to make these types of deals. Now you got Jalen Brunson, and now I mean, and, and honestly, they've drafted well over the last couple of years. You know. Um, Emmanuel Quigley is a, a nice, good, good, solid player. Quentin Grimes is emerging. Um, Jericho Sims, the big athletic kid out of Texas. So the, the, as much as we rip the Knicks and they deserve to be ripped in every possibility, they have put together in the last four or five years a little group of good young players. Mitchell Robinson is a good young player. Like They've put together a good group of young players through the draft you know, they've drafted pretty much, you know, in some cases better than Celtics. And so you can offer those got young guys and draft picks to get Mitchell. And you, now you're going to have to figure out, okay, you throw in Fournier into the deal because you got to match the salaries because remember Donovan's on a, on a more of a max deal. So you got to figure out the money, but I do think that the, the jazz, I don't know if they're trying to build around Donovan Mitchell at this point. I think that that's a, that's probably what Danny's asking right now. In his brief time with Utah, is this a guy that I want to build around? I've already traded the big man. I've already shipped off Gobert to Minnesota. What do I want to do with him? And do I want to start over with, with a bunch of prospects, draft picks, young players in Utah where you're not going to get free agents, so you got to grow, home grow your players? So do I get... Quigley, Grimes, Sims. Do I get three young guys and groom them to be great players on my team and build? Because if you look at the last great Utah teams or whatever teams you've been pulling out, they've they've been those players have been drafted. Stockton and Malone got, both got drafted. And Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer. You know, you look at pretty much um, they don't really sign uh, free agents like that. Danny understands that. So I think he works out a deal because I don't think he feels like he can build around Donovan Mitchell. Well, Gary answered this last week. So Sherrod, you can answer this. Fact or fiction, Russell Westbrook will be an LA Laker on opening night. That would be fact. Why? Because they ain't gonna find nobody foolish enough to take on that damn contract. They're gonna try. And, I, and I'm gonna be good try, good effort. Good try, good effort. But they ain't going to get no deal done. Westbrook is going to be a Laker. That simple. Happy, simple answer. Happy <laughs> and, I, and I hope LeBron has a great time. We'll see about that. All right, let's go pick and roll. You pick a player and explain why you're rolling with them. <laughs> Who will start training camp in better shape? James Harden or Luka Doncic? You got it, Gary. <laughs> Luke, Luka. Luka's already in shape playing for Slovenia. In, in the summer in the Euro championship. So I'm, I, but I, I'm not, I, I told this last week, I ain't betting against James Harden. I'm just not like, I think he still has something left. I think he's motivated. Now, will he ever be what we thought he could be? And will he ever probably get back to Houston Harden? Maybe not. But I think that there's too many people who are just considering him trash. I mean, I think that's a sad part about the league that we cover my people's, is when you lose it 
Twitter, the basketball Twitter, just they just don't get, they don't, you trash. No mercy at all. No mercy. Like Russell Westbrook three years ago, MVP. Now Call he's the man Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he got young, he got rookies, rookies in the league making fun of him. And he dudes ain't played one NBA game making fun of him. Like James Harden, the most prolific, one of the most prolific scorers in our generation, a dude who's an instant bucket. Um, now he's trash. Like this league is unforgiving. And let's not talk about dudes like Blake Griffin and those guys who have really lost something. Like you just, it, it's, it's an unforgiving league. I feel bad for some of these guys, even though they make millions, I don't feel that bad for them, but Me neither. The basketball Twitter is unforgiving. And it's sad that well, you trash, you trash, you trash. Like, gosh, no, all these dudes aren't trash. James Harden is not trash. Okay. He might've slipped. You can't age in this game. I know that. You cannot age in this game. This game, once you slip, basketball tour is on your ass. So I still believe in James Harden. I think he'll come back in good shape, but I think Luke is already in shape. So I'm a bet on Luke. Okay. Let's see. I'm rolling with James Harden in this one. It's simply because Harden has left money on the table, which he never does before. That will add to his motivation. Harden is at a point in his career where he's sick and tired of the trolls. People troll him every year because of that weight issue. And he, frankly, he's too good a player to have one thing that is keeping, that continues to keep him from being his all-time best, which is his weight. He literally works his way into shape during the season. And at some point, he's got to get it in his head that, you know what, I'm going to put the trips to the South Beach to the side just for a little bit. I'm going to put hanging out with whoever and whatever into all times of night, I'm actually going to care about my body and get it right before training camp so that when I go to training camp, I can hit the ground running instead of, instead of huffing and puffing and hoping that, man, I sure hope I get my, my stamina back by the time we get to the all-star break. Luca, however, is going to be a beast this year. Uh, I think James Harden will be in better shape, but Luca is going to be a beast this year. I'll just say this about James Harden. Okay, I'm a bit. I like. I think I believe in James, but that but, whole that whole giving money back that's some that's some BS. First of all, he had a 47 million dollar option, right? One year, he opted out and took two years, 68 million with a player option for the second year. So he so left about 13 million on the table for two years, Gary. Sharad. He's so generous, Gary. If he's trash. He's in that man's if, heart. If he yes, exactly. If he's trash, okay, this year, ain't nobody signing him for. So basically, let's say he played he, he, 68 million. So let's for say he years. played, okay, for, for two years. Let's say, hypothetically, he played this year for the $47 million option. He picked up his option. And he has a bad year. Is any team signing James Harden for $21 million next yep. year? Yep. Somebody's spending $21 million on him? That, yep. fool's, that fool is getting the mid-level. Like, he is not getting 21. If he has a bad year, like, he look out of shape, he's not getting 21 more million. Let me ask but, you a question, though. That ain't going to happen, and you know it. No, no. I'm saying... Everybody's talking about James is, is is like he mothered Teresa and Gandhi at the same time. Oh my you God. Forgot about Pope Francis. You forgot about and, and, and the Pope. 
giving Here's money Benji's. back. Stop that. He took 68 over three over two with a player option, which means if I'm not good this year, I'm just gonna pick up my option and get another 34 next year. Like Boom. that's not a deal. That's the Gary. like Sherrod. If he's terrible this year, he's just like, I'm just gonna opt in. Like, that is not a doing somebody a favor. Gary, so I don't do me no favors like that ever. In a, don't, don't do me no favors like that. Also, it's our relatives because we're talking millions. Like, it, it's above our, our pay grade. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying this whole, like, oh, he gave money back. What a great guy. To, to, like, no, he took more money next year and less money this year. He just shifted his money. So, like, Gary. Let, let's 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 stick with your narrative for a real quick minute, and then we'll move on. Let's assume that he's the complete opposite of what you described, and he's James Harden from Houston. That's going to look like a steal. Am I he correct? He opts out, Sherrod. He opts out and then signs for forty-seven million. It's a player option. It ain't no team option, Sherrod. He got. So in other words, him. so in yeah. other words, he's he, going to save Philly money this year. James, and potentially they're going to have to pay him back next James year. Hart, balls out. James Harden is from L.A. That's an L.A. move. That's my – I love him. He from a, we went to the same middle school. Not the same time, obviously. But with the same – that is an L.A. move. So that's something Gary Washington would have been pulling in middle school. Exactly. Stealing James a kid's Harden, lunch money. Sherrod, if it was a team option, I would understand. That fool got a player option. So if he is – Houston James Harden this year, he goes, oh, remember that money I gave back? No, 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 I need to recoup that. Like, run that back. Run me my money. So give me my, give me my two years of 94 million. Give me my two year for 94 million since I became Houston Harden again. That is not a gift. Gary, like, let's, like even, let's bring that in on the Gary, Mother Teresa. He, he is not the, <laughs> Desmond Tutu. Stop it. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela in the building, y'all. Stop that. Stop that. Oh, my He's God. Not, he is Nelson not that kind. Nelson in the building, y'all. <laughs> he is not that kind. Stop. James, it was, that was a great thing he did for himself. I get and it. And the organization. The optics look good. But it, just, just think about it. If he's trash, he opts in. If, if he's, he's trash, not, he still got you 20 and 6. He opts out. And he gets 47. Gary, he's going to get the payday regardless because a bad James Harden is still better than 80% of the league. Yeah, he gets his money back if he's good. He don't got to be good to get his money back. He's, bad James Harden is better than 80% of the league. That's why I'm saying what he did is absolutely sacrificing because even when he, he sucks, he's still better than 80% oh, of the league. his reputation is taken. If he opted in at $47 million, had a bad year, he'd be, he'd be like right behind Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is not getting... At, with, let's see what happens this next summer when Russell's a free agent. Let's see how much Russell getting ten million. He'll get the mid level exception. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. He'll get one Maybe year get ten much. million. He he gonna be on that Demarcus Cousins train where you, you get less and less and less and less. Like so, let's see. Like Harden right behind that it with another bad year. So let's not let, let's Play chill on car, calling Harden. You know. <laughs> A saint here. He ain't sainthood yet. He ain't Saint James yet. He gave my vote for Nobel Peace Prize for him. Okay. That's my well, guy. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop in the freedom. comments. Nobody <laughs> need to get him a medal of freedom. Come on now. Anyone that's watching on YouTube, drop in the comments. Do you think 
hard-earned sacrifice hard for the people. <laughs> Is he insane? That's the way to end the pod. Bring it back. <laughs> Stop Once again, it. we want to give some love to our sponsors, betonline.ag and indeed.com. You can use those promo codes, CLNS50, or indeed.com slash A-list for your promo codes, discounts, sign up, get some benefits. And thanks for listening. As always, I'm Kwani Lewis, Aisha Blakely, Gary Washburn. This is the A-list podcast. James Harden, free James Harden! <laughs>